Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Jack Tennant, who is a Muhammad Seymour graduate, class of 2006, uh, outstanding athlete at Muhammad, and then went on uh, to the University of Wyoming, where he played football out there for four years and, and also wrestled for a year. Uh, Jack, welcome. Hey, Fred, how are you? Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, first of all, let's kind of go back to, to when you were getting out of high school. I know you had several offers, uh, Wyoming, Illinois State, a couple others. What, what made you decide uh, to head out to Wyoming? Yeah, we, uh, well, um, we grew up um, coming out to the mountain, uh, the mountain west, the front range, um, vacationing quite a bit. Um, and so there was a couple of schools out here that we came out to visit. Uh, the quarterback at that time, I don't know if you remember his, uh, uh, Bodie Reader was his name, and he actually walked on at Wyoming. Uh, he was a year older than me. Um, and so I had sort of a connection and um, familiarity with the team. And um came out here and uh, I met the coaches and the fit was really just right. Actually, I accepted the offer on my visit. I remember pretty, um, you know, pretty vividly uh, that moment that Joe Glenn, who was the head coach at the time, offered me and reached across the table. And I was pretty proud of it. And uh, that was the beginning of really my entire uh, athletic career in college and then all the way through my professional career too, so. So as you're getting out of high school, as far as a career path, what, what did you see for yourself? What did you think you might like to do? Yeah, I actually came to the University of Wyoming. I was a, a civil engineering student um, and then quickly learned after a very bad GPA my first semester that that wasn't going to be how I continued. Um, and so kind of, uh, um, you know, reevaluated things and connected to a couple people. I was undeclared for a year or two uh, and then got into communications um, and uh, so at the University of Wyoming, we have a communications and journalism degree and ended up in that department, um, which really allowed me to kind of figure out uh, what I was interested in. And I started an internship at the athletic department with their fundraising organization my senior year, and that kind of opened the whole door for me. So I wouldn't say I exactly knew. Um, you know, I think I wanted to get into construction management, into that stuff. Uh, but kind of once I found my passion and relationship building and connecting with people uh, when I started with the Cowboy Joe Club here. The, that's the athletic fundraising arm. Um, that's really uh, kind of where things took off for me. So did you ever imagine when you enrolled at Wyoming that, uh, you know, 16 years later, you, you would still be there and, and, you know, working for the university or is that a little bit of a surprise to you? It's, uh, it's a blessing every day. Um, but I think, um, you know, when I came out here and the university offered me a scholarship, you know, I always kind of felt something unique with the bond with the university. So the University of Wyoming is the only four-year institution in the entire state of Wyoming. Uh, and the way the entire state pulls for the University of Wyoming was really just something unique that uh, I think my parents and I had not seen before. And we felt that. And I certainly felt that as a student athlete. Um, and then, like I mentioned, I kind of got into fundraising and relationship building. Um, and yeah, I think it was uh, pretty, um, pretty unique to be at an institution for that long in that industry. Um, but about three years, sorry, four years into my athletic career, uh, sorry, my athletic uh, professional career working as fundraising for the Cowboy Joe Club, I moved over to the academic side working for a university foundation. Um, and at that point, I think I really realized this was a place that, you know, I wanted to be my wife, Jenna, who is on the golf team here. Uh, and also was on the swim team as well uh, for a little bit. Um, you know, we really, we love Laramie. We love this place. Uh, we want to raise our family here. And 
So we kind of, I would say we've made intentional decisions along the way to keep ourselves here in Laramie and at the university. In my mind, it, it takes a special person to be involved in fundraising. Uh, talk, talk about, uh, I know you're not doing that currently, but talk about when you were in that position, kind of what, what it took and, and what that was like to, uh, to be involved in that aspect. Yeah, well, I think you're always in fundraising, whether you know it or not. Um, but my parents always said I never really took no uh, for an answer growing up. So it was the perfect career for me. But when I first started out actually in athletics, um, I was still a student athlete, so I was just an intern at that point, and they would take me around to these events, and I would just stand up and tell them my story and say thank you, and um, quite honestly, I, at that moment, I didn't realize that my scholarship was actually being funded by a bunch of donors donating to the athletic department, um, and once that clicked for me, um, I was really able to, you know, thank people and connect with them, I think in a different way uh, that was really genuine and meaningful because, I really actually was just appreciative for the scholarship they gave me. Um, and then it was interesting. So as I was building these relationships, really as an intern with some of our um, amazing donors, you know, their giving started going up. And I remember uh, actually uh, Keener Fry uh, is his name. He was the, pri the prior executive director um, of the Alumni Association. He actually worked in the athletic department. He hired me as an intern way back in the day there. Um, and he came to me and he was like, gosh, did you talk to this guy's giving just like doubled? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy, uh, we met at an event and chatted for a little bit. And then I realized it's really just about building that trust and that relationship and that affinity to the organization. And that's really what I've, I think I've hung my hat on as a fundraiser over the years is, you know, what can I do in my role to help people feel more connected to the institution uh, and to help them really get excited about how their philanthropy can help advance the institution as well. So, um, yeah. So I know now you're the, the director of alumni relations at Wyoming and also the executive director of the uh, Wyoming Alumni Association. Talk, before we talk about that though, talk about some of the other positions you've had there at the school and kind of how each was a stepping stone to, to your next uh, job. Yeah, you bet. So that internship, actually I speak to students every year at the university and I talk about the importance of getting experience and getting an internship uh, because that really, kicked things off for me. And because I was a communications grad, I was actually able to get some credit, uh, class credit for that internship and started connecting with, um, really started connecting with the ability to develop projects and relationships uh, in that internship. So we launched something we called the W Club or still called the W Club, which is a letter winners organization uh, at the University of Wyoming. And it, there had been versions of the W Club prior um, but it, at that time, it wasn't up and running. And so that made me really realize, wow, you can go out and kind of research some other institutions and find some projects that other people are doing successful and figure out how to implement it, you know, at the University of Wyoming. And that thing started growing like crazy. And we put some passion behind it and had some fun connecting with some former student athletes. Um, and I would say that really, that internship and that time at the athletic department. So I grew, you know, I kind of moved up each year. I was there for four years in different positions. Um, really doing a lot of the same work, just kind of becoming, you know, I remember when I got my first full-time job with benefits and, uh, and then moved up again. Um, but then uh, I met a gentleman who's now uh, going to be here in a couple months, the CEO of the University of Wyoming Foundation. His name's John Stark. And he told me, or he started to talk to me a little bit about major gift fundraising. Um, and um, I don't know if you know or uh, remember uh, Bill Sturdivant, who unfortunately passed away recently, but Bill was an incredible fundraiser at the University of Illinois. 
uh, and has a book. And I went to a couple of his classes and lived back in uh, Muhammad, Illinois. And so actually I talked to him quite a bit about major gift fundraising and what that meant and really the strategy of instead of, you know, in athletic fundraising, you're talking to thousands of people and trying to get renew every year or major gift fundraising, you're really identifying, you know, some key individuals, 100, 150 people and building relationships with them. Um, and I used a lot of the things Bill taught me and a lot of things at the University of Wyoming and uh, got a major gift fundraising job at the foundation. So I was the rep for our college of business here at the University of Wyoming uh, and worked with their key donors to that college and did that for five years um, and really enjoyed it. Um, we we had some awesome scholarships and you know multi-million dollar gifts that came in that really impactful of that college. Um, so I kind of started moving along my career. I was having some success in major gift fundraising, have a lot of fun traveling around, meeting key people, um, you know, like Chuck Pagano, who's the former head coach of the Colts, you know, he's a University of Wyoming alum and just got to meet some amazing people along the way. Uh, and, and then really realized that my career was kind of taking off in a way that I, I didn't have any management experience or strategy or budget or any of that stuff. Um, but I was moving up quickly at the foundation in, you know, in, in that role of major gift fundraiser um, and decided to move into a position called our director of annual giving. So that oversaw all of our you know, annual appeals that go out, um, our phone-a-thon, all of our digital stuff, giving day, those kind of things. And I did that for three years. And we really kind of flipped that department upside down uh, and did a lot of cool, neat stuff, a lot of great team members that helped uh, accomplish that. But that started really getting me into this management role um, and, and putting a lot of strategy uh, towards things in, in a different way. Um, and, and we launched a whole digital initiative that basically doubled year after year, uh, our giving day, um, which, was, which was pretty exciting. Uh, but all of those things that were happening along the way really prepared me, I think, for this job that I stepped into now. So like I mentioned, the guy that hired me as an intern in the athletic department was uh, shortly after he hired me, moved over, and he was the executive director of the Alumni Association for 10 years. Um, and he started talking to me about this position, and he was retiring, and um, it just ended up being kind of the right fit. And I think all of those elements of my previous jobs, my ability to kind of be external around the state and know people, really prepared me uh, to, to step into this position. So kind of, uh, you know, a lot of stuff just came together at once at the right time, and it's been a lot of fun. So... Is it something that comes natural for you to, to, you know, be in front of people and talk to people and interact that way? Or is that something you really had to kind of uh, learn on the fly? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, I've always enjoyed kind of entertaining and, you know, making people laugh and feel comfortable and trying to defuse, you know, tension in a room. Um, but I don't think I really thought of it as in a professional um, stance uh, or a professional piece uh, of my life. Um, and I would say I'm always nervous, like always. Uh, I'm never uh, comfortable uh, going up on the stage or going in front of people. Um, but I think along the way, I've sort of realized I just, you know, to be more of myself uh, and to try to really project kind of, you know, the things that maybe are interesting or help people laugh or, or you know, find joy in a situation. I kind of lean on those things. So I think I, I do enjoy it. Um, this last weekend, I actually emceed our art gala um, for our art museum here at the University of Wyoming. And that was the first time I've done that. And I would say that's about as nervous as I've ever been professionally speaking. Uh, we had a, you know, a Senator of the United States, U.S. Senate, uh, Al Simpson, who 
um, you know, former senator, but I think you still call him Senator Simpson, but incredible people in the crowd. And, you know, I'm sitting up there going, gosh, what am I doing up here on stage? We have these amazing people, you know, out here. But um, it was kind of a, one of those moments that I realized, you know, this is kind of what I'm, what I, what I need to do. And this is where I need to be for the University of Wyoming. If you could talk a little bit about how the, the discipline and work ethic and stuff you learned from athletics kind of carried over and has helped you now that you're in the, the everyday working uh, workforce. Yeah, I, I love working with athletes, um, uh, people with uh, competitive backgrounds, uh, because I think it really instills, you know, the value of teamwork uh, and the value of work ethic. Um, and, you know, when you're, when you're an athlete, you're playing by a set of rules uh, and you have a code of ethics, you know, around that. And I think those are all really important things for anybody uh, in a career path. And when you're fortunate enough to have an athletic background, you know, you don't even realize, but you're developing those skills sort of at a whole other pace than a lot of your other uh, um, peers, you know, at, at that time. Um, and so for me specifically, I would say, you know, the, the teamwork ability when you're on an offensive line, you really kind of become a close cohort. Um, and I always enjoyed that. You know, that was one of the things between football and wrestling. You know, when you're on wrestling, you're the one out on the mat. Um, and so that's another skill set too, to to sort of understand what that means uh, and what you have to do, but it's also a whole nother skill set to realize when you're a part of a team and you got to do that piece. And so those skills along the way, I think have been true, have helped me tremendously, um, you know, get to where, get to where I'm at. I want to take you back to your, your senior year in high school uh, football. You made the, the news Gazette all area team coaches association, all state team as alignment uh, wrestling comes along a state qualifier in, in wrestling that year as a heavyweight. So I'm sure you're feeling good about yourself. So what was the transition like then from going, you know, being one of the top high school athletes to all of a sudden you're at the University of Wyoming? Yeah, I actually remember when I first got to Laramie, um, which is where the University of Wyoming is at, uh, they did an article. There was, I think, five or six offensive linemen that came in with me. And they actually asked me that exact same question. And I remember um, the quote that I gave them because they put it on there. You know, you kind of go from, you know, top dog senior to nothing freshman pretty quick. Um, and it is, it's a, it's an emotional, you know, thing that happens. And I think a lot of people aren't really prepared for it because really, you know, from grade school going up and all of those athletic, you know, practices and all the things that you're doing, you're just every year kind of improving and improving and improving and improving. Um, and there's a little bit of that, you know, when you kind of get into the varsity realm in high school, um, but you really kind of get to the top, right, of, uh, of your sport, in not of your sport, but, you know, of your high school uh, sport, um, and then you go off to college, and every single person is as good or better than you, um, and you realize, you know, it's not what's going to take me forward isn't, you know, my ability at that moment. I've got to keep going, and i got to keep growing, and i got to keep getting better, um, and so, you know, I think some people at that moment, they struggle with it, but the ones that really succeed realize that it's a lifelong journey of getting better. And actually that same thing kind of carries into your professional career too. I think, you know, you realize that you never, you know, you can never stay stagnant. I had a um, Tom Schellenberg was the head coach um, in Muhammad and um, he'd always say, you know, once you get complacent and comfortable, you only go one direction. And uh, I believe in that. I believe that, you know, you got to keep learning you got to keep getting better. So so as a freshman at Wyoming, you, you redshirted. Was that, uh, did you feel good about that decision or, or did you feel like, guys, I just, I want to, you know, I've been playing all these years. I want to keep playing. 
Yeah, um, you know, honestly, um, academically, I had a hard first year. Um, and I think I always anticipated as an offensive lineman that I would redshirt uh, because, you know, I think some of those skill guys, you know, there's, they, they can translate in so much faster uh, into the game. But as an offensive lineman, I mean, you're still developing a lot. You're, you're growing, you're putting on weight. Um, and so I think I had the expectation that actually I would redshirt uh, that first year. Uh, I was able to travel with the team, which was a lot of, which was a lot of fun for me and helped me sort of realize we went out to Virginia for our first away game. And that was an incredible experience. Um, and then I think we've traveled to Syracuse that year uh, as well. And so I think I knew I was going to redshirt. Um, but what happened, one thing that did happen that I was not expecting uh, was there was an injury in fall camp. And immediately in the middle of a practice, I got put into second string. Um, and uh, from like, you know, when you're freshman, you're, you're basically doing, you know, the practice squad. Um, but yeah, I got put into second string and, you know, I, my eyes were this wide and I didn't know the playbook yet. And I was like, well, I know what I can do and that's effort. So I just, you know, went as hard as I could. Um, and then sort of the other pieces started to fall into place, but that was a pretty, I, I remember that moment pretty well. I was, I was pretty shocked. So you played football there for, for four years at Wyoming and then only wrestled as a senior. Talk, talk about getting back into wrestling that year and then what, what it was like getting back after, you know, basically a four year layoff. Yeah, that was, you know, that was a lot of fun and such a unique experience as well. Um, so what happened was um, actually my junior year, I got to know the wrestling coach and a couple of guys on the wrestling team pretty well. And they actually asked me to consider coming out at that moment. Um, they didn't have a heavyweight uh, that, you know, or they were looking for, you know, some more heavyweights at that moment. And I remember I asked the, uh, the new uh, head coach at that time, Dave Christensen had just come in as the head football coach for Wyoming. Um, and they said, you know, they really didn't want to do that. They wanted me to focus on the new system. We were switching from a pro style offense to the spread offense. And so, you know, learning a lot of things, a lot of things changing. I would have had to miss a lot of spring ball. Um, and so I kind of had this like nugget in the back of my head, like, wow, that would have been really cool to wrestle. And I loved wrestling growing up. I love the sport so much. Um, but the heavyweight got hurt my senior year. Um, and I had just finished football and uh, a couple guys actually came to me and they said, hey, you should think about coming out for the wrestling team now that you know, you're know you done with football. Um, and so I remember I walked down to the practice room and the head coach, uh, who's still the head coach today and actually a really good friend of mine, Mark Branch, um, who was a four-time finalist, two-time champion at Oklahoma State, uh, incredible athlete, but incredible coach as well. Um, I walked up to him and you know he started talking to me and he's like, well, practice tomorrow at 6 a.m. We'll see you there. And I remember, you know, I went home and I was telling my buddies, I was still living with some offensive linemen at that point. And they were like, you're crazy. Like, we just finished playing football. Why would you ever want to go out for wrestling? Um, but I just had the, I don't know, in the back of my head, I always, um, you know, I thought about wrestling in college before I got my football scholarship. And, you know, so there was, I think some, you know, I don't know, emotions behind it that were kind of driving that whole thing. But I went out for the wrestling team, you know, show up the next day. I think I, it was two weeks before they actually gave me a pair of wrestling shoes. I was just wearing some white <laughs> tube socks in practice. Um, but they didn't have, you know, their heavyweight was hurt. And the next guys, you know, in, in uh, college, the next weight class down is 197. So the next set of guys are around 200 pounds. And I, at that point, was 300 pounds. You know, so I'm so much bigger than these guys. I'm wrestling in the room. And um, I was just... Uh, it, it, a couple of stories I do want to tell on that because it was kind of crazy. So the first month I was out for the team, I lost 40 pounds. I got, oh yeah, yeah. 
I got down, ultimately I got down to like 258 because I was a little over 300, you know, maybe 315 or something at that point. And I had to sleep in a Carhartt jacket because I couldn't regulate my body temperature. It was just kind of nuts. My girlfriend at the time, now my wife, Jenna, she's just like, I don't even know. Like every day I'd come home, she's like, you'll just look a little different every single day. Um, but it was so much fun, but it wore my body down at a whole nother level. You know, in football, everything's six second bursts and you train specifically for that. In wrestling, I mean, you train year round because, you know, that first period, three minutes, it's a lot, you know, and, and it just, it, it wears on your body in such a different way. And actually, um, if you got a minute, I could tell just this one story that's kind of fun on wrestling. Um, so I got to a point where I was just extremely exhausted. And I went to the head coach, Mark Branch, and I said, you know, I just don't know if I can continue. Uh, we were doing two a days because this was right during the winter break before really a lot of tournaments and duels kicked off in the new year. Um, and he kind of looked at me and he could tell I was pretty worn down. And he was like, well, you know, I think you'll be all right. And, and I was like, no, you know, coach, it's just, I apologize for wasting your time. I'm just, you know, I literally go home and pass out on my recliner and can barely feel my legs. And he's like, well, we'll rest you up a little bit. And I was like, you know, it's just, I don't, I guess that you're not understanding. I'm trying to tell you that, you know, I can't do it. And he goes, well, yeah, you can. And he goes, and actually I just booked a plane ticket for you. You're going to go to the Virginia duels with us. So you have to. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, we're going to have you wrestle your first match out there. Cause I didn't wrestle the match at that point. I was just practicing twice a day. Um, and I come to find out later, he told me he went upstairs and booked that plane ticket right after that conversation. <laughs> he told me he couldn't <laughs> change the name. He said, it's not a non-refundable ticket, so you have to go either way. Uh, but then I went out to the Virginia Duels, uh, and I wrestled. My first match was against a guy named Zach Ray, who was a returning national champion from Lehigh. Um, and so just, I don't know, I just had these great experiences, and I really related to those guys in the wrestling room. And um, I still stay really involved with our wrestling program here today. And, um, we've been going down to Big 12. Uh, the, our wrestling program is part of the Big 12s and go down to that tournament. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I want to ask, was it tough getting back into wrestling? I mean, did, did you feel rusty or did the moves just kind of, kind of, you know, flow and come back pretty easily? To rusty would be an understatement. It was, um, it took a long time before I even felt like I had any sort of skills and in high school I used to shoot you know like a like even as a heavyweight I'd shoot the sweep single and you know I guess um you know my body changed so much in those years on in football you know and really kind of you know tightened up and you know it, you, you got to be pretty nimble and loose in wrestling and it took a while um you know literally just jogging around the mat for warm-ups you know your ankles and you, you're you know in, in football you're taping your ankles and your wrists and you got knee braces on and you know, everything's, you know, but in wrestling, you know, everything's so loose. Um, and so it took a long time uh, for me to start feeling like I had any skills in wrestling uh, at that moment. So. Well, a couple more questions. And I'll let you get going uh, in, in your job. Now, is there such a thing as a typical day or does uh, just pretty much change from day to day and week to week? Yeah, that is one thing I love is it's different every single day. Um, you know, stepping into this position, I started as the executive director in February, on February 1st. I thought it was a Monday, but actually it was a Tuesday. So I started on a Tuesday, um, which is kind of funny. But um, it is, it's different every day. You're talking to different people. I got a call from Senator Barrasso's office, who's a state senator at the university, or, um, at, you know, for Wyoming, a U.S. senator, sorry, not a state senator. Um, and, and you're dealing with that. And then you're talking to alums that are calling in and 
people's kids are interested in coming to the university and you're helping with that too. You know, I've got a board now that, that, I, um, that I report to. Um, and then I moved over our alumni association actually is uh, connected to student affairs uh, and not our foundation. They report through our student affairs office. And so it's different every single day, but it's fun. I'm, I'm learning every day. Um, I, I'm a big believer in that. And uh, yeah, something interesting and kind of, I always just see every meeting, every moment, my job in that room is to, you know, add the passion of the University of Wyoming, talk about, you know, why the University of Wyoming is so important and what can it, it can do for the state and for its students. And so kind of get to play that role in every one of those different situations, which is a lot of fun. Final question. You, you mentioned earlier that, that you like Laramie, you like the area. What, what in particular uh, is the big appeal there? Um, so growing up in Muhammad, um, you know, you, I, we really, I really grew up in a setting where, you know, you know your neighbor, uh, people say hi to you when you're walking down the street. Um, and I really, I think I enjoy that and I really embrace that. Uh, so coming to Wyoming, coming to Laramie, Wyoming, Wyoming there's only 30,000 people in the town uh, with, that the university's in. And so that same small town feel exists here uh, quite a bit. Um, and I really appreciate that. So the people, you know, that I grew up with and I was so close to, you know, I immediately found a similar set of people out here in Wyoming. Um, and I think that's what we love about this place so much. And, you know, we want to raise our kids here. We've got a three-year-old and a five-year-old boy, Todd and Vince. And um, my wife, she works in the school district. And we just, we really, we love the community. Um, and then, you know, professionally to be able to work in a town of 30,000 people, but have a job like this and be connected to a, an institution like this is just pretty incredible and unique as well. So, um, and then we love getting outdoors. We love getting camp, get, going out camping, going up in the mountains and hiking and fishing. And there's so many things to do out here uh, in the outdoors and Wyoming, you know, it's, it's uh, forever West, you know, and so we, we really embrace that and enjoy it as well. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, we've been talking today to Jack Tannen, Muhammad Seymour graduate, who is the director of alumni relations at the University of Wyoming and the executive director of the University of Wyoming Alumni Association. Jack, we appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Fred. We'll be in touch. Sounds good.